You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to the main course. Um, our guest today is Dara St. Louis, who is a senior vice president and the founding partner at Reach3 Insights. Um, and we're going to talk about technology and data. Um, so, Dara, can you fill us in a little bit on your background and exactly what Reach3 Insights does? Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara, for having me. Um, so for myself, uh, I've been in market research now for over 20 years. Um, I spent a number of years at uh, bigger research agencies and those specializing in community-based environments as well. But for about the past 15 years or so, I spend a lot of my time conducting market research for retail, CPG, food service, and restaurant clients. So about three years ago, um, I embarked on a, something, a different journey, joining a few colleagues that I've worked with for over a decade to help create Reach3 Insights. So where I'm now, one of the founding partners, which you mentioned. So there's really two parts to our business um, under this Reed Campbell Group umbrella. There's a technology side, which is called Rival Technologies, and Reach3 Insights is the um, a full service market research agency. On Rival Technologies, um, they've created the world's first conversational insights platform. And so this platform is chat and video technology that really captures rich real-time insights from the mobile first generation and allows us to engage our customers in seamless conversations. So instead of like traditional surveys, we're sending out chats. So it's no more email, but more in the SMS and tapping into um, messaging apps. And how does what you do um, help restaurants? So a number of different ways. So on the Reach3 side, um, which is the other side of the business in the, the full service research consultancy, we really leverage these insight, um, conversational insight solutions. So you can think of them as really this kind of third wave of modern marketing research. So being mobile first, we're able to engage and help our clients, including restaurants, in a number of different ways. Um, and this can be from custom projects to customized uh, continuous communities or pulse engagements where we learn from restaurant guests in the moment on a variety of topics. It really, you know, it really allows us to, you know, provide this voice to the digital generation and really unlock some of the truths and opportunities that, you know, inspire our clients to really understand in an immersive way what their, what their customers are doing. So. I guess what we, we believe is that, you know, people want to be heard. They don't want to be studied. And so engaging with people in a chat, in a conversational way at scale, which can be quantitative, it can be thousands of people or, you know, 10 people, but it's engaging back and forth in a, in a conversational way that really we believe increases the reach of who we're talking to because it's all mobile first. So you're not sitting at a computer, but it increases the reach of those people. And it really allows our, you know, brands to, strengthen and grow relationships with their customers. So for restaurants, I guess it's, uh, you know, it's allowing us to get to the emotions behind how Americans are feeling as their, their eating habits have changed definitely during this pandemic, um, you know, where they're going, what they're doing, how they're feeling really, you know, the ability to get to empathy behind some of these videos and, and pictures that we're doing within the studies. And how have, 
dining habits changed? What are some of the ways that, that you're finding out? Yeah, so dining habits have definitely changed. So people are less, you know, they're less on the go. So it's more in the moment. We we did notice that, you know, routines and rituals are changing. Um, so their, their, their eating habits have changed. They, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, some of the results that we were seeing is people are doing a lot more stuff, obviously, at home, eating at home. And um, that's kind of changed throughout the pandemic where, People do want to have some of that experiential, do want to have restaurant food and uh, brought into the home. And, and, you know, we're seeing even that restaurant visit become um, an experience in and of itself. So is, a, is the going back to a restaurant um, something that is a marketable point for restaurants of being yeah. welcoming and, and, you know, saying, hey, we're here, come on back? For sure. Um, some of the results in our recent study that we did um, did show that, you know, the uh, eating local, so some of the restaurants being able to, that they're familiar with and comfortable with, um, will be the, you know, we'll see the benefit of having that first visit back. So what are some of the things that guests are saying to you that would make them feel more comfortable about the dining in experience of what they want from restaurants? Mm-hmm. So some of the research uh, was showing that, you know, restaurants definitely, restaurant goers want specific protocols in place, things that, um, you know, for the most part are mandatory anyways. Um, Over three and four want servers with masks. They want tables six feet apart. They want removal of uh, multi-use items like salt and sugar. Uh, One of the things we're seeing further down the list, uh, down at the bottom, was around temperature checks. So temperature checks, yes, for employees, but uh, for our staff members, but for uh, guests, that wasn't uh, something that came up to the top. Were they saying that was a little too invasive or or do you get into the why behind that finding? In that particular study, um, we were just looking at what were the main things that would get people feeling uh, more comfortable dining in, less so about um, which ones were were the most invasive. But there's definitely opportunity to kind of dig into each one of those in in different studies because the program that we've designed is is a continuous program, so engaging uh, in the moment on different topics. Yeah, you have this great program with a great title, Consumer Closeness in the Age of Social Distancing, (laughs) which I think says a lot about what's going on right now. Um, So can you talk a little bit about the program um, and its results and the ongoing nature of what you're doing? Sure. Yeah. So um, definitely at the you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was substantial shifts in consumer spending and frequency and scale that we've never really seen before. And, you know, changing routines and rituals. Um, And so trying to understand which, what will stay the same, what will change, what we did uh, create for our clients, as well as uh, the rest of the market was the consumer closeness in the age of social distancing. And so this um, program allows our clients to understand how people behave, think and feel during the pandemic. So we recruited over 1500 Americans in 24 hours, actually, it's just the way that the solution works. We can uh, we can recruit from different sources, uh, social recruiting, uh, preferred um, panel providers as well to be part of this conversational community um, and to connect an ongoing basis across various learning streams such as lifestyle, shopping, eating habits, finance, um, and of course restaurants. So we did a number of different learning streams um, 
most of the recent ones were around delivery and dining in. It was really designed, this program, to get at deeper, richer insights. And so some of the interesting results we, we looked at in the restaurant space were just how much people really miss restaurants and their connection. It was all about the connection to other people. So, um, you know, many missed out on milestones, celebrations um, when we were in lockdown and looking, you know, really looking forward to celebrating and, and connecting at restaurants. So I think that's uh, definitely one um, area that you can promote. Um, so Americans are very willing to uh, support local as well, which I mentioned. So um, a little bit surprising was that pizza topped the list, um, especially when people were making a lot of food at home. So to me, that was a, a bit surprising to see that one on the top, but it does talk to the, the comfort side. So people were also looking for a lot of comfort um, during this time. So we're seeing that as well in health and wellness is that it's now health, wellness and comfort. So that uh, on the food side can bring a lot of different paths and avenues. Um, just trying to think of, the, you know, we also saw that Americans, the curbside and drive through were using it more as an outing during the pandemic um, with, you know, almost uh, over a third thing that they called the restaurant directly too as well. So they were kind of still working to establish a relationship with the restaurants. Yeah, it felt it feels like from the results that it's all about connections and wanting to um, keep in touch both with uh, family and friends, but also the some of the things that you're familiar with. And and that goes along with some of the results that we were seeing in, in safety and having some of those protocols in place, but where they're wanting to visit as being more local and restaurants that they're familiar and comfortable with. And in being comfortable, um, contactless technology has become standard, mm -hmm. particularly, you know, in uh, curbside pickup and all that, you know, how are, are people are trying to find out ways that they could make this better. Um, mm -hmm. What what did guests say about contactless technology? Did they like it? Were there concerns about it? Yeah, I guess it's not really a concern per se, but uh, one of the biggest re requirements in contactless technology was around payments. Um, so more that you had a requirement to have it. And so it's definitely something that's uh, important, particularly in restaurants. Uh, we also saw that like websites and apps, um, they were the highest for placing food delivery. Over one and two were using uh, these, these uh, like we're using apps for placing orders. How can the restaurants kind of use the data that you're providing um, to help them recover? You know, kind of what are the lessons that they can take mm -hmm. away from from these results? Yeah, so there's definitely some clear learnings in the report around like expectations in restaurants and drive through. But more importantly, again, it's that experiential side. So to learn in the moment how people are feeling, experiencing at restaurants. So with all of these protocols in place, there's still that event or that experience. So um, just wanting to be able to connect with people um, that they haven't seen in a long time. So creating a place for friends and family, but at a socially distance, but still be able to see each other. So some of the, if you're not able to have people into your home, how can you recreate that in the, in the restaurant environment? Do you think that the pandemic has changed guests or just their expectations and that there'll mm. be, you know, a return or a restaurant renaissance in the future? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
um, so I would just say that, you know, they're more aware, definitely more aware of their surroundings. I'd say they've changed uh, a little on what's most important to them. So things like in the research that we conducted, things like reusable containers, uh, the importance of something as like that has declined um, during this time. It'll be interesting to see that longer term, different types of things that were topping the list in terms of new food ideas, new innovations um, have become a little bit less important uh, right now. Um, you've done a lot of research on that's kind of generational focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are the generations that restaurants should be paying attention to and how do they best reach them? Mm-hmm. Through, yeah, definitely through, so millennials, Gen X, these are digital focused uh, you know, digital focus customers, these guests of yours in terms of engaging them in a, in a mobile way to learn from them, to uh, reach them, um, definitely, definitely need to be doing that in a digital, <laughs> in a digital environment. And so um, all kinds of different ways to through different types of marketing efforts, but also to engage them and em- embrace some of the things that they're looking for in in um, in restaurants is definitely a way to do that. What we're seeing in some of our work is that, you know, there definitely is differences um, in terms of what they're looking for and how they want to connect uh, from, you know, younger people to to older uh, older guests as well. So just really trying to understand some of the things that are happening from, um, you know, the younger audience and doing that uh, digitally for sure. Were there any big changes um, between what the generations wanted or desired, um, you know, what what their expectations were, um, you know, of a restaurant when they either when they go out or um, or for delivery? Um, so some of the things that we're seeing um, was really around the, the group size. So for actually across uh, all age groups, group size has uh, declined, in, obviously, in some of these uh, both drive through as well as uh, eating in. Um, younger audience, in terms of the differences, their, um, their need for the contactless technology, which we were talking about, um, more important in that way, but the safety protocols, um, you know, they're, they're a little bit more relaxed, I would say, than the older audience. Um, you talked a little bit before, a great example of, uh, you know, people going out to pick up, um, pick up their food and kind of building a relationship with the restaurant. Um, in what other ways can restaurants kind of engage with their guests or potential guests um, and kind of build to build those relationships and inspire loyalty? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess for, uh, so to inspire loyalty, a number of different ways, but what we were talking about, like you, you were saying is that, you know, we really, the research did show that Americans want to go local. So building up that um, side of the business, even if it's a franchise, the local elements to it to really, you know, both support these local restaurants, but more importantly, because they feel safe eating there. So they know the restaurant, they know what to expect. Um, it's just, you know, rather than trying uh, something new, they build on that kind of messaging around trust and safety and, and local. And, and I think driving frequency that way and inspiring loyalty. Um, so bringing the loyals back and engaging with them and um, getting that next visit and, and next visit in that way. 
how important would you say um, you know things like uh, working with the community giving back to the community for either a, an independent restaurant or a franchise owner to kind of um, you know n let people know that they're also part of that community how important is that moving forward yeah I would say it's it's quite important. Um, our research uh, so far in the restaurant space hasn't uh, delved into that, but it would be an interesting area to to look at. We did see that um, in other learning streams that we were looking at is that the community side and feeling part of something um, is definitely important. And so I would say that that could easily relay into to the restaurant space. How would you say that COVID has um, changed the value equation for guests? Are they making decisions, um, you know, based on, um, you know, pricing and um, or what are what are they willing to give to restaurants um, and get in return? Yeah, we're seeing that the, the value equation is definitely changing, um, you know, restaurant wise, but even more broadly. So in some instances, trading down on location, uh, trading down on location, trading down on different types of items that they're purchasing. But safety is definitely uh, paramount. So the feeling of being safe and secure is overriding this trading down that's that's happening um, across the value equation. So the lever of being safe and secure, uh, pushing in that um, pushing in that space. So what's really interesting um, as well is that uh, for some it's become the main event. So the restaurant visit uh, has become kind of the, the pinnacle of the weekend or the main event for some of the things that you're doing. We're seeing that in grocery too, that that has now become the main, the main trip. And so, you know, building on that main trip or main visit, um, just making it a lot more of an experience while still keeping some of the safety protocols uh, in place. So would you suggest that restaurants kind of promote the safety, the procedures and things that they do um, to keep guests safe, um, you know, on their social media pages and, and have it, you know, obviously have signs posted when people go there just so that they, you know, the guests starting that experience even before they walk in the door. Um, that they can feel safe and, and hopefully relaxed um, when they are inside. For sure, um, as much as possible without it taking away. So it's going to be this happy balance. And that's some of the benefit of having an in-the-moment engagement solution like we have is that your guests can uh, tell you about all of the, the experiences that they're having. And so without kind of overwhelming them with, uh, safety protocols and feeling kind of like it's taking away from that experience but um, you know they really want to understand what guests want and balance that safety so for example uh, in the study that we did do 38% uh, of Americans are looking for posted and visible cleaning supplies so cleaning parameters that they've put in place things that they're doing to to again kind of reassure people without overtly um, you know uh, I guess putting telling them what to um, what they're doing so showing um, and posting but doing it in a in a way that's subtle enough that people feel comfortable and that it's an experience and not kind of inundating in their uh, in their meal so not clinical and exactly. uh, you know you yeah, don't want yeah. it you don't want it to you know everything to smell like Lysol and be unappetizing it has to find that kind of balance for it um, sure 
you guys just completed some uh, some research on the holidays, um, and you know how how are the holidays gonna gonna play out this year? What are the changes that you're seeing? Um, and you know, and what kind of surprises did you see when you were asking people these questions? And then what can restaurants do? Um, you know, they, they catering and uh, mm-hmm. providing things and, and parties are all a whole big part of the holiday experience. So what can they best do to prepare? Yes, for sure. So we did uh, complete some recent uh, recent research on the holidays, upcoming holidays. Um, I don't think, you know, Christmas is canceled just yet. So that's good. But one of the surprising things is really just seeing these families are kind of in a waiting period. So I'm not so surprised, but, you know, they're preparing themselves for not being able to celebrate as a large group. So still celebrating, but not what they've done in the past. So they plan to celebrate. And, you know, for some parents, it seems like what we're hearing in some of the videos and seeing in some of the uh, the chats is that they're almost planning to shelter their children from thinking there's a change to the event. So bringing it all in house as much as possible. So more decorating, they're talking about kind of like overcompensating than what they've done in the past. So if it's Halloween and you're not going out trick or treating, there's going to be a family trick or, tr- you know, a family Halloween party in, in the home. So it doesn't really feel like there's a big change uh, to the, to the children on that front. Um, but you know, there's, data that we have that's showing that you know they're not traveling across the country for the holidays um, and it's just it's just not happening on the scale that it it usually does so things that you're talking about catering and uh, parties at home can definitely you know restaurants can definitely add value and and play a part here of that again bringing bringing the experience into the home so maybe instead of uh, you know a lot of them you know offer a full tray of, of pasta or something you know, maybe they should focus on smaller meals for maybe a smaller mm-hmm. family. Exactly. A lot of the results were showing that, you know, it's their, um, their uh, like their immediate family, um, not necessarily traveling to grandparents' homes um, or bringing a lot of people into their homes. So still, again, having that celebration um, on, a, on a smaller scale, people were talking about different types of uh, parties that they're planning to do throughout uh, throughout the holidays, but not canceling the events. <laughs> right. So they're probably have a little bit more money to spend locally than, you know, if they're not traveling. So those big expenditures, so things like, you know, de- as you said, decorating the home, all of those kind of things where uh, there's going to be a, a blowout, but a uh, on a smaller scale mm-hmm. um, to make it, I guess, to make it special for them. So can restaurants do something like, uh, you know, uh, platters that are um, themed, uh, potentially. themed, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of have fun with it, be creative, um, maybe smaller portions of things, you yeah. know, not one giant cake, but um, sampling, <laughs> excuse me, of um, multiple kinds of cakes and things like that, that would... Um, you know, uh, as we, we always refer to in the restaurant business as, uh, you know, as something that would delight the guests. For sure. And I think the um, more time is spent on mobile phone, on computers right now. And so showing some of these sh- through pictures of what this experience could look like, what the platter looks like, bringing this to life visually for 
um, and what they can do to bring it into the home, I think would be, you know, value added and, and easily converted in some of these digital. So we are seeing that, you know, on uh, apps uh, in restaurant, even QR codes, using that to uh, use menus, things like that, where th now you can start to convey and communicate with them through, uh, through that channel about new things that you have for the upcoming holidays. So is comfort food still going to be prime on that menu? I think so. That's uh, that's definitely um, you know what we are are seeing uh, that comfort is truly playing a role, and so um, moving that into the holidays, uh, you know, definitely foreseeable. <laughs> um, why is access to research and data even more critical now? Um, you know, to enable restaurants to make informed decisions? Uh, well, things are continuously changing with the pandemic. This um, this includes like protocols uh, at the restaurant level as well. So things that are, um, you know, continuously changing. And so keeping a finger on the pulse of your customers is critical. It's critical to making decisions. Uh, we need to be nimble at this time and restaurants are, are there's no exception. They they need to be nimble as well and sort of be on top of what their customers and guests are looking for, both in the restaurant and through drive through. And so just being able to have a continuous conversation, an iterative way to to really keep on, t on top of them and keep your finger on the pulse. Um, it's definitely needed. So how was Reach 3 able to kind of pivot this year um, and help restaurants um you know, access information that was helpful to them. Yeah, so with our ability to like integrate uh, chat, voice and video in the moment, um, so in real time, being able to engage in seamless conversations instead of like traditional surveys that maybe you've left the restaurant and three days later, uh, four days later, talk about something that's kind of based off of recall, we're able to engage in the moment. And so stay ahead of, um, you know, where the customer is going, what they're doing and really hearing firsthand has really been able to help us help our clients, uh, you know, know what's happening in terms of um, where things are going. And so, yeah, just really trying to engage people in the moment has really helped us. So kind of getting actionable data that people can then, you know, respond to um, and, um, you know, improve both their uh, ability to survive at this point and mm -hmm. um, and the, the guest experience. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, the ability to get to kind of that unheard customer is key. So. Uh, with traditional types of panels, traditional market research, um, you're using and sourcing panel sample. And so being able to get outside of that and, and leverage uh, uh, restaurants, brand assets, their influencers or other media, um, we're able to get to a wide variety of their customers and their customer targets. And so even for, for example, um, recently we're seeing a lot of uh, segmentations that we've done for clients that they really need to evolve these as new segments are emerging as part of this pandemic. People are um, to, they're really, uh, yeah, they're just starting to emerge. New segments are emerging. And so it's like engaging and learning and, and figuring out what the needs are of these customers as well is uh, really important. Yes, I was reading some research from another firm that had something about the uh, the afternoon snack that, um, you know, I guess for people who are working from home, maybe needing to get out uh, in the mid-afternoon to just kind of breathe a little, maybe 
catch a cup of coffee or or something something sweet is kind of uh on the way on the rise yeah for sure so um you know some of our um these communities that we run for our clients ongoing on demand and really ability to have this organic insights and it iterative fashion it like allows us to kind of blend the attitudes and behaviors in real time so brands can really see through uh, their customers to strengthen and grow their relationships so things like understanding um you know consumption diary for example of what you're talking about is like how does somebody go throughout their day and really you know what is it around that point in time that they need to get out of the house what are they doing where are they going and and maybe there's a role for restaurants to play in that as the the midday snack um what excites you about the future of restaurants a lot of it it's uh there's so much happening right now in in restaurant and the way that people um, are using restaurants and so i'm excited about the the future really understanding um the experience side and how restaurants are really going to to bring that to life um to the feeling of being you know again feeling like it's an experience or an event even through uh the drive-through side i see a lot of changes happening there from you know ordering on mobile apps to having specific delivery lanes uh for people that have ordered in that way too so it's kind of the blend of um restaurant with technology that I think is going to, is the most exciting for me. And then that influences design and what we see, you know, moving forward with, Mm -hmm. you know, the change of, of a kitchen and, and items that restaurants should be thinking about. Um, For sure. You hear so much about ghost kitchens right now. Um, but at the same time, I feel like experience and that people wanting to go into the restaurant and, uh, with family and friends and that connection with people is still very important. And always will be, um, (laughs) you know, this is, there's something, nothing like, you know, the breaking of bread or sharing coffee with a friend and and having a, a conversation with them. And, you know, uh, people always look to do that and, and want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, just, uh, you know, now may not be the most optimum time, but, uh, you know, in the future we'll, uh, we'll get back to that where, uh, you know, people can feel comfortable again and, uh, and be those social human beings that we are. For sure. <laughs> Did you, do you find that, um, people are, um, expressing a desire that, that they want to be there sooner or later? Uh, Sooner, for sure. So um, some of the results um, were showing that uh, people do want to um, go to restaurants. There is a bit of a lag. Um, You know, some of our research, um, you know, we're looking to refresh some of the data to understand if that um, you know, if that has changed. And again, just being able to connect with people in that continuously, I think it's going to, to help us get there. But for what we were seeing is that people really wanted to get back into the restaurants. Great. Thank you so much. This is perfect. Okay, super. Really appreciate the time. Oh, no, I appreciate your time. Thank (laughs) you.